Hey, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to Leading Agile Sound Notes. Nathan Hummel's back. Nathan, say hi to everybody. Hey, everyone. Happy to be here. So, Nathan, before we get started, could you briefly explain to these folks who you are and what you do for Leading Agile? Yeah, so I'm a consultant with Leading Agile, and I spend a lot of time going out to different organizations and working with different organizations to try to understand their current state today, um, try to understand where they're going so that we can help build out a strategic roadmap in getting them to that future state. And so this oftentimes involves doing different trainings and, and spending a lot of time observing and understanding the idiosyncrasies of those organizations so that I can you know, help best guide them towards that new destination. Uh, and you're sheltering in place safely at home, right? I am here Good. in Philadelphia. All right. And I'm in New York and we're going to talk about training and transformation. We've been sort of on the fence over what to call this because we're positioning the two things sort of against each other, but I think as an outcome, we're going to find that they're fairly complementary, and you, you, you'd probably need both. Um, but how would you describe this topic to the folks that are listening, Nathan? Yeah. So I think, like you said, training is a really vital piece of today's business climate, right? And it's, it's always at the forefront of conversations around development or growth, especially on an individualized level. Um, but when we're talking about organizational change and we're talking about producing new business outcomes, um, you know, tr training is really um, something that it, it's intended to teach us new things. But if we're looking at producing new business outcomes, oftentimes the outcomes that we produce as an organization are so highly intertwined with, you know, the structures, barriers, and dependencies that we've historically built up. And so the ability to produce new business outcomes oftentimes requires much more than just, you know, getting foundational training or, or um, decreasing the gap between knowledge and skill. Okay. So decreasing that gap is, is important. And I think we should probably clarify for, for the folks that are listening that you and I both spend a lot of our time running training for other yeah. folks. Yeah. Um, so we're not saying it's not important because it really is, but I think a lot of people come into classes or, or any kind of training engagement thinking that when we get the people trained, they'll just do this stuff. Like if I send people off to a two-day CSM class, when they come back, they'll completely transform this entire organization's culture and practices and way of working and everything will be agile. And that is not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So this is why we, when we go into the transformation side, we talk about a system of transformation and a system of delivery, right? And so oftentimes agile trainings are really focused on the system of delivery side, right? So once we have a system that's intentionally designed around producing certain outcomes, which is what we do through our system of transformation, right? We then need to understand how to operate within that new system. And that's where the, you know, we're spending a lot of time training around different, you know, it could be agile practices or um, just our approach to producing that outcome, right? And I always like to think about agile as a tool for creating outcomes, but it's not the actual outcome that we're hoping to achieve as an organization. Right. You don't become agile. You don't pursue agile just to become agile. It's a way of achieving some sort of business change or some capability that you don't have right now. It's just one way of one set of tools that you could use or one way of looking at work. Um, so what do people get out of like, if they come into a training at the very beginning, before we've done any, any work to transform our organization, what would, what would the benefit of that be like? What would people get out of that? Yeah, so I think that there's um, there's a difference. There's a spectrum here of of um, exposure to this stuff, right? And so for early adopters, folks who may have been doing this stuff for years, right, they may be ready to go and you know kind of pursue a new system and and be ready to 
um, make the investment in restructuring their system around producing new outcomes and utilizing an agile way of working to do that, right? But I think that there's also folks on the other side of that spectrum who are really more or less just looking to develop that foundational knowledge so that they can understand how to operate within their organization or, hey, if I'm on the fence about going towards an agile way of working, you know, getting a, um, a training, right, where I learn about an agile way of working and the benefits that it, it offers to my organization and, and all those different idiosyncrasies that come along with an agile way of working, um, then I might be able to more um, make, make that decision in a more educated way to move towards an agile way of working. Okay. So, so like, let me, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say trainings are super valuable in that way for organizations who might be on the fence because it allows them to understand a new way of working without having to make that, you know, huge commitment. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say that. I mean, to, in my opinion, when people go through, you know, like a CSM or a CSPO or a foundations training, more likely than not, it's going to cause a lot of dissonance because they're going to see the way the stuff is supposed to work and have to come to grips with the fact that in their current organization, that's just not something that's on the table because there's too much stuff that's in the way of it. So going back and talking about, you know, how are we, when you talk about the system of transformation, that, that raises a lot of questions and you have to come up with some kind of answer to where we want to get to, like what kind of capability do we want to achieve? And how are we going to go about achieving that? And along the way, there might be some additional training once you've kind of locked in how your approach is supposed to work. But that initial training is not going to give people necessarily what they need to go back and just reorganize the whole company. Yeah. And so I think a lot of companies take an approach to training where they're really just coming in and delivering kind of um, cookie cutter trainings around, you know, whether it's like Scrum or Kanban or just different different frameworks and different aspects of Agile. And they don't spend um, a whole lot of time trying to understand the system that this organization is, is delivering its value through. And so, like you said, oftentimes we may go into a, you know, that training class, right? And we start learning about these new things, but they're in conflict to so many different things that we have going on within our organization, right? So like a good example of this could be um, cross-functional, uh, you know, self-organizing teams, right? So I come to a CSM, um, I learn all about cross-functional self-organizing teams and the benefits that they uh, provide to an organization in terms of the value that they deliver. But then I get back into my organization and we're not designed around cross-functional teams. And, um, you know, speaking to like that level of commitment, Right? We're not there as an organization to be able to put our foot in the sand and say, hey, we want to move towards this way of working. Right? There's a lot of organizations who are just trying to feel out Agile and trying to understand if it fits within their organization. And um, oftentimes that process, like you said, it can allow us to uncover some of those historical um, structures, dependencies, and barriers which are inhibiting our ability to produce those outcomes we want to produce. Yeah, so I want to I want to try to talk through something and see if this if this resonates with you. So, I I usually tell people when they take the classes that I teach, which is at the beginning end of this you know process we're talking about, that when they come out of class, they should have a better understanding of Scrum and how it's supposed to work and whatever role that they're there for, CSM or CSPO, um, and that it's probably just going to raise a lot of questions 
and hopefully lead them to going back to work and wanting to run experiments to see what they can tune up. So to me, like all that stuff in the beginning is, this is a possible place you could get to. Like this stuff does work this way all over the world um, in organizations that have made a change to how they're structured so that this system can exist. And when they go back to, to their you know, jobs that they have, they see a system that isn't structured that way. So that might raise a lot of questions and it creates a lot of friction, which is, and that conflict is necessary for the change to occur. So if somebody like Leading Agile or another co- consulting company came in, they might look at how they're working now and talk with them about what state they'd like to achieve, what steps they're willing to go through in order to achieve that. And that's where we're talking about, you know, designing the organizational structure, designing the system of transformation. So one is, what do we want to end up with? The second is, how do we want to get there, right? Yeah, and we talk about that to rely on training as a transformation strategy is really insufficient. Like you said, a lot of times we get this new knowledge, right? We get back into our organization. And if we don't have some type of strategy from getting us uh, to get us from where we are today to where we're, we want to be, which is that organization which is you know fully capable of producing those new outcomes, then um, we're going to get in, we're going to run into a lot of turmoil along the way, right? So we've now empowered ourselves with this new knowledge, but how do we make this thing work? How do we get from where we are today to where we're going? And that's why you know leading agile system of transformation is such a valuable thing in complement to the system of delivery and why those two things work so well in terms of, you know, when we go into organizations on the consulting side and we spend so much time designing around specific outcomes, you know, those two systems are really, really important in, you know, how successful we are in doing that. So do you think that it would make sense for some organizations to not go through any of that training? Should they just immediately work into you know, what end state do they want to get to? What is the, is their system of delivery and what are they willing to go through to get there? That's a great question. Um, do you think you it's know, possible? Do you think that can work? You know, I think it's, it's about consideration around where the whole organization is in its agile journey. And oftentimes, you know, when we're going and doing, um, let's say we're doing a consulting gig with like a new organization, we're going to have some type of proof of concept there where we're going to start relatively small within that organization. We're going to prove out that this system is going to help them produce more value and the outcomes that they're hoping to produce. And so you don't have to make such a large investment. But I think for a lot of organizations, learning about Agile is that first step in moving towards an Agile way of working. A lot of folks probably hear about you know, their, their neighbor or their brother or their cousin, and you know, they're doing Agile and they're having some success through that at their company. And so it piques interest, right? And so now, you know, I got to go learn about this thing a little bit um, so that I, I can be successful within that way, way of working. And I also think that that process is just hugely valuable in um, making the right decision for your organization. You talk about it in class that there are certain processes which we know how to do and they're very repetitive and we've already produced those things historically. And so maybe we don't need an adaptive process built around that, right? That's, that's really built around um, customer feedback, iterative and incremental delivery. Um, these are all things that we um, are focused on, on both the system of transformation and the system of delivery side. But again, I think that it's, it's hugely valuable to be able to get that knowledge and that it's really going to help you in making a decision around, hey, is this, 
is this right for my organization? Yeah. I, I think another, I mean, for me, another aspect of it is that people coming out of an organization that is traditionally, you know, waterfall, there is a very gradual process of unlocking their sort of death grip on the old way of working. And, you know, in, a, in an initial class, it's really exposing ideas, kind of socializing them, letting the seeds hit the ground, uh, which hopefully will, will take root and turn into something. But, um, you know, it's going to be a process to go through all that. And it's probably not going to happen um, overnight, but you have to start kind of getting people used to these ideas. And maybe that conflict, that initial conflict of the difference between what we'd be talking about in a foundations class or a scrum class, um, just getting those, those questions to be asked is the first part of unlocking the old way of working so that you can replace it with something new. Yeah, and I think, you know, if we look at a lot of organizations out there are relying on, you know, training as a means to produce new business outcomes. And so the idea here is that, again, we're going to learn these new things. We're going to take them back into our organization. We're going to start doing them, right? They're going to point out some type of conflict between what we learned and what's actually happening, right? And a lot of these organizations are relying on that as a means to transform, but the reason that they're running into so much turmoil is because that process of taking your organization and moving away from you know, all the structures, barriers, and, and dependencies that you've historically built up, that's a hugely difficult process. And that's why we have such a strategic, pragmatic approach to doing that that involves you know, metrics and actually proving out the value that we're delivering along the way. It's, it's a really hard thing to do. And so a lot of organizations run into a lot of trouble with that. Um, and, you know, I, I would say it's much more prevalent to see organizations who are doing some type of hybrid model because of that type of approach, right? Where they're still relying on some type of kind of waterfall processes. And they've taken some other processes, some agile processes, and kind of injected them into that system. These types of things can help you in producing, you know, uh, small increments of of change within your organization. But if we want to see vast change um, and production of new outcomes at any type of scale, typically having a transformation strategy is, is what's going to lead you to do, do that most successfully. Well, do you think that it would be possible to go in and just teach classes in how to design a better system of delivery or design a system of transformation? I mean, couldn't we just just skip over that initial step and teach them how to fix the thing? Yeah, so that's a great question, Dave. I think for a lot of organizations, when we come in and we do workshops around our system of transformation or our system of delivery, there is a question of like, why can we not go and do this thing on our own? And it's because what we're doing is we're creating a destination and a starting point. And we're saying, hey, here's where we're at today as an organization. Here's what we're currently doing and producing. Um, Here's the historical outcomes that we've produced. And then we're saying, here's the future state, right? And what we're going to do is we're going to have a very pragmatic, measured approach to getting us from that current state to that future state. And um, it's not like in the historically where we could just set our destination. We need some type of like once we get going on that transformation roadmap, we need some way of staying aligned towards that destination, right? And so it's almost like a GPS to like your historical giant map that you would use driving down to the shore or something, right? And then you'd end up running into traffic and all kinds of turmoil along the path. Um, but now that you have this GPS and something to kind of guide you through that whole way of getting there, 
you can obviously get there in a much more efficient, effective way. Okay, and that's also part of why we have the base camps along the way, because you get these sort of stages you can go through of development. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, looking at different base camps and where we are in our transformation roadmap, we may utilize trainings differently, right? We're looking at delivering the most valuable outcomes for that specific point in time and for the specific audience that we're interacting with. And so we spend a lot of time trying to understand the idiosyncrasies which are present within the system, which, are, which have led to those historical outcomes so that we can steer the whole, you know, the organization away from that and towards new outcomes. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And I, I want to mention one other thing about it. I think that that initial training, the other value of those initial trainings is that it gives something to push off of, right? If, if you're talking about this whole new way of working, a system of delivery, a system of transformation, um, you need a reference point. You need some sort of way of knowing where North is. And if you don't go through that introduction into some level of understanding of Agile, then the only thing you have to refer back to is waterfall and it makes it really hard for the other stuff to take root and exist and and to be able to trust i think in that end state we'd like to get to whatever that is in your organization if you don't have something to kind of push away from or push towards it makes it very very hard for people to get their heads around yeah absolutely and i think that it's hugely important right there's a differentiation between what we're doing today and what we potentially could be doing and those and like how that would enable new outcomes for our organization and creating that awareness around that is hugely important. And I think that to your point earlier, that's the first step is getting awareness around, you know, your current way of working and what you potentially could be doing in terms of producing more value, right? Like this is all at the end of the day about producing more value. Right. Yeah. Um, and again, we utilize agile as a tool for producing that value. Um, and so we want to learn about things within the context of our specific system. And so that's why it's so important that we have that system of delivery versus system of transformation. But either way, to get there, to get to that state, right, you need some way of kind of comparing and contrasting what you're doing today versus what could be happening. Yeah. Cool. So if people want to learn more about this or talk to you more about system of delivery, system of transformation, how training fits in with all that, uh, what's the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, so my email is nathan.hummelatleadingagile.com. And then you can find me on LinkedIn or you know through the Leading Agile website. Cool. Thanks, Steve. All right, take care. Bye. Bye.